Hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson. Day two of minicamp in the books. Good stuff from down there. We will certainly talk about a couple of observations here. Um, I wanted to focus in this first segment about an article that Pro Football Focus put out today. This one put out a lot of content. And they put out overlooked teams. Now, I'm going to touch on a couple. You know, this day they, they put out four. Or no, they put out five overlooked teams, two of which I don't quite understand at all and don't agree with. First of which is the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I think if, 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 if Stafford is himself and back to being healthy, but unfortunately he kind of remembers, uh, he kind of reminds me at this point of end of career Ben, elbow surgery, you know, but their defense is unbelievably bad. I know you guys are Steeler folks, but if you want a good chuckle, go to ourlads.com because that's the best place for depth charts and pull up the Rams defense. I bet most of you can't name two other players that aren't named Aaron Darnold off the Rams defense. It's that bad. So I'm not on board with the Rams as a overlooked team. Another one they mentioned is the Buffalo Bills, which I don't understand at all. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the last three, four years. They're a powerhouse. They just haven't made it. Maybe the reasoning behind them being, quote, overlooked is that so many people are excited about the Dolphins going all in and Aaron Rodgers arriving with the Jets. Okay, but I don't think anyone's, quote, sleeping on the Bills or thinks all of a sudden, well, maybe this Bills team's going to come from nowhere. Didn't understand that. These other teams I do, though. The Saints. The Saints are a quality team that's always in the hunt in a horrendous division. They get a, a quarterback upgrade from Dalton to Carr. Guys like Chris Olave are stars. They have a really good defense. Okay, Saints could make noise in a pitiful division and a horrible conference. I think the same is true for the Packers. Now, so much hinges on Jordan Love, but I like what is around them. (laughs) Side note, we've been doing this series, and I told you about the AFC North, but we've been doing this series on my Peacock and Williamson podcast where we pick a super team from every division. Well, we recorded the NFC North just now. I, we just finished it one second ago. It'll come out later this week. Boy, was it bad. <laughs> I mean, that division is really lacking good players. I mean, wide receivers and O-line was good. The rest of that division has very, very little star power. So I think the Packers could be very much in the hunt there. That's another organization that's always in it. They've had Rodgers. Kind of like the Saints. Bad division. They've kind of owned it for a while. Is there any reason to think they won't? Again, bad division, bad conference. So, I've been burying the lead here. But the number one overlooked team for pro football focus was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for what I think is obvious reasons, and here's what they had to say. The Steelers have finished 500 or better for 19 straight seasons. Now, while winning nine or more games in all but three of Mike Tomlin's 16 seasons as head coach. You guys know that. They have the worst odds to win the AFC North, but that's largely because they are in a division with two genuine contenders in the Cincinnati Bengals and Baltimore Ravens. If the Steelers can consistently get good play from Kenny Pickett, who is second among quarterbacks with a 90.1 PFF grade from week 12 through the end of the season, they could really surprise some people. I 100% agree. Well, my 98% agree. I I don't know that the Ravens are a genuine contender. I mean, I look at the division as 
The Bengals are clearly number one, and I will pick the Bengals to win the division. I'm almost certain. And I think the other three teams are very equal. And we'll talk about Pickett in the second half here. But I'm expecting, you know, as they mentioned here, a lot of that hinges on Pickett. Just like they talked about, a lot of it hinges on love with the Packers. Well, I probably have more faith in Pickett than I do Jordan Love. And that still could be the fourth best quarterback in the AFC North, even if Pickett takes large strides forward. But the rest of the team is solid. It's a winning organization. And when they say overlooked teams, I don't think that they're saying the Saints, the Packers, the Rams can win the Super Bowl. But I do think these teams are being overlooked as not in the hunt. And I expect the Saints, the Packers, Steelers to all be very much in the hunt. And there's not names that national media are, are talking in that light. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, quick break here, and then we'll do a couple Kenny Pickett observations. Now, I'm not revealing any secrets from minicamp, but because we talked about this stuff on the air. So the, the Steelers did a cool thing today is they had like a GoPro camera fastened to Pickett's helmet. So what they're doing with that and the offensive coaches, I guess, address this. And so everyone knows about it. And it's not like it's a huge secret and they're not the only team that's ever done this. So they're going to record practice, of course, you know, video practice. And then they're going to mesh what that that camera on Pickett's helmet records and with those plays. So I assume that they'll mostly judge it against the end zone camera from Pickett's back, what he sees. And remember, this camera is going to show you where his helmet is pointing, which isn't the same as his eyes. You know, so... A lot of great quarterbacks will manipulate defenses by not staring down their receivers. I think you guys know that. So if he's has a calm helmet looking right down the middle of the field, you know, right between the numbers, that's where the GoPro or the, the, the camera is shooting. But that doesn't mean his eyes aren't scanning the field. So I'm, my hunch is, and we talked about this a little on the air, is they want to see how Either his helmet goes through progressions. Is he going from one to two to three as they coach it and in the right amount of time? Or, hey, should I come off him quicker? Blah, blah, blah. But I think more so is if you're Minka Fitzpatrick and you're in deep middle or Earl Thomas or Ed Reed or any of the greats, doesn't matter. You can't, you're still not going to see the whites of their eyes. I mean, you're still kind of judging the helmet. So I think this is an interesting exercise to teach the young quarterback how to scan the field without moving your helmet a lot, trying to keep a pretty static helmet and not jumping your, you know, with your, your neck motions from left to right and, and trying to keep that pretty calm because then it's easier to get a beat on you, you know? So I never thought that was a problem and maybe I'll go back and look at it through a different lens now, but it's something every quarterback can get better at. You know, manipulating defenses, not flipping your eyes and helmet until the very last minute, the very last nanosecond, not minute, of course. So, you know, maybe you keep that calm helmet 
or even look slightly to the left or right down the middle, but you're scanning and your peripheral sees a go route down the sidelines that's opening up, but you don't want to flip your shoulders and your helmet too much to show that's where you're going with the ball until the last instant or whatever, or you know, however you release a football. So I just thought that was something cool to share with you guys. And the other thing it was a cool conversation I had with a friend of mine. His name's Chad Bogart. He's the uh, video guy for the Pitt Panthers next door. And uh, Chad and I go way back. Him and I at Pitt were basically hired the same day or two days apart, the same week or whatever. And I went on and he was stayed at Pitt and he is, he had some time in between. He went to a couple of different places, including the Cleveland Browns and he's back with Pitt. He's been with Pitt now the last eight years or so. So Bogues is a good dude. So we had, we spent my three years of Pitt together and he's been there quite a bit since then is the bottom line. More importantly, he was there every minute of Kenny Pickett's time with the Panthers and every minute of Kenny Pickett's time now with the Steelers. And he came out to practice. His kids were there and they were getting autographs from Pickett. And, we, you know, he was just waiting around and him and I are shooting the bull. And he immediately goes, wow, does Kenny look different to me? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he looks so much more muscular, strong, like an NFL quarterback. And I'm like, from this year to last year or from this year to his pit time? And he said both, you know, very much both. And a lot of those rookies don't get to transform their bodies because they have such a weird offseason before they enter the league. I mean, their job is to get drafted as high as possible, where this year, this is why you see a lot of second-year leaps or one of many reasons, is it's clear, and especially from someone like Chad, who saw him every day, shorts and t-shirt, walk in the halls, you know, Kenny's going to spend a lot of time with the video guy come in there getting everything ready as a pit panther. And they have a good relationship and everybody loves Kenny in both sides of the building. But it was stunning to me the way Chad, you know, talked about it saying, wow, I mean, it looks like he's got 15, 20 pounds of muscle on his frame, which again, is not, Kenny admits that. He, uh, I've been trying to bulk up. I've been trying to put on body armor and I think that's great. So I've told you guys many times, I was shocked how quick and his and light his feet were as a rookie. I mean, in terms of acceleration, left, right agility, he's fast, but he's never going to be Michael Vick. He's never going to run a 4-3 or whatever, but he's, he's a good runner. But I'm talking about quick, sudden movements, defensive tackle or a stunter or a looper or an unblocked linebacker comes free, how agile he is avoiding unblocked players with his light feet. So I hope he doesn't lose any of that. And that's something we'll have to see in games. But to be honest, just watching him rolling out, you know, throwing on the run, being an athlete at practice these last couple of weeks, sure doesn't look like he's lost any of it. I mean, he still moves very well. He's still very light, quick, agile feet, despite adding this body protection. And I think it's a really good career move. You know, there was two or three, a handful of times where a defensive lineman got their hands on him and just ragdolled him, you know, made him look kind of, I don't want to say frail or weak, but by NFL standards, got thrown around a little bit more than you'd like. And you didn't see that happen to Ben. You don't see that happen to Josh Allen. And he's never going to have those kinds of size and physicality and 
as you know, Ben was an oak tree in the middle of the pocket and hard to get on the ground. But it's also, it's not easy to withstand 17, hopefully more, preseason, especially postseason, games of punishment. And it looks like he put on good weight. You know, he's not bloated. I mean, he just looks stronger, manlier, you know, I mean, more the part. Yeah, and he never looked skinny or scrawny to me. And, you know, you guys probably have an opinion on that too. But maybe when you see him in the first preseason game or an interview, you might think the same thing as, oh, his body is better now. And so that's all I really wanted to share. I mean, I think that that is really promising news. You know, that's, you know, the, the, you watch these mini camps and OTAs and all that. And, oh, that guy looks good, moving around pretty well. We'll see what happens when pads come on. But this is something that's a fact. You know, he added good weight. This is something we can take away from it that is definitely true. It's not, boy, I think he looks better. You know, I mean, that's not opinion. I mean, this is a fact. And I think it's a promising one. So I'm excited about Pickett. I'm excited about the season. Uh, one more day of mini camp, and then everyone retires for quite some time. I mean, by NFL standards, that five, six week period is the only real downtime of the year. All right. Talk to you tomorrow over and out.